Welcome to the first episode of Cut the Check. We will have former NFL players giving you the inside scoop on gambling picks for the NFL, college football, and more. You're going to hear the insights on this show from people that have played the game at the absolute highest level. Each week, we're going to bring on former NFL players to give you analysis of the best bets in football and share stories from their careers as it relates to today's game action. If you're putting money on the line on NFL betting, you need to subscribe to Cut the Check. Our host today, it is my man, Jarrell Worthy. Jarrell, tell him a little bit about yourself. We're excited to have you here. Man, good afternoon, guys. Jarrell Worthy, seven-year NFL veteran, uh, recently retired, uh, um, had an All-American year at Michigan State, uh, was a second-round draft pick, drafted to the Green Bay Packers, 51st overall. Um, had a phenomenal year playing with Green Bay, uh, Tampa Bay, and uh, the Buffalo Bills. Um, I've had a few strenuous stops along the way, uh, but I've had an opportunity to learn a lot and, and be in this game, and I, I love football, man. So um, I'm excited to, to talk to you guys today and, and have an opportunity to, to spend time with my guy, Brian's honor, man. Brian, tell him about yourself. Yeah, I'm excited to be here with you, Jarrell. I did not play in the NFL. If you're seeing this on any kind of video promo, you know what I'm talking about. I ain't got that kind of size. But I did spend 20 years in the capital markets. I have traded over $1 trillion with a T, $1 trillion of securities in the fixed income markets. And I may know one thing is relative value. So I know how to look at something and tell you if it's price right or not. Jarrell, that's my expertise. Now, we call this show Cut the Check. What does cut the check mean in the NFL locker rooms? Man, cut the check means we want to get paid. If I'm out there producing, I want to see them dollars, man. So at the end of the day, um, if I'm sacrificing for you, I want to see them, them M's at the end of the day. So cut me a check. That's a bet, and we got to keep it rolling. If you are listening to this show, we are going to help you get your own check on Cut the Check every week. We will be live during the NFL season. We're going to do a couple episodes before, and we're going to kick off this preseason time, Jarrell. They are finally, coronavirus is enough opened up where we got people back in training camps. When you came to the Packers in 2012, they were coming off a 15-1 and season. They ran into a, uh, the New York Giants team that year that was tough right before you got there. Giants beat the Packers in the playoffs went on to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers was the league MVP. This was a stacked team that drafted you in the second round. What were the expectations when you got to that team? Man, the expectations were Super Bowl or bust. Um, you know, we had a lot of veterans on the team. You know, Charles Woodson, Clay Matthews, B.J. Raji. Um, the list goes on and on. Donald Driver, uh, uh, Greg Jennings. So, you know, the cast of characters that we had and, and coming in as a high draft pick, you know, the expectations was high, it was high for us as a unit. And so, man, I mean, it was very exciting to, to be a part of those huddles, man. I mean, A.J. Hawk is from my neighborhood around Dayton, Ohio, and, and uh, just watching him growing up and being a part of that was, 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 was insane. But, you know, going into every practice, having 15, 20,000 fans standing outside the gate, you know, they really shut down the – the city when, when we're at practice doing training camp. And so it was really an amazing feeling to see. And, and just being out there with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, man, that just recently won MVP of the league, 15 and one. You got Randall Cobb, who had an amazing rookie year right before I got there. And I mean, it's like big time talent everywhere. So, you know, the expectations was high. And, and um, I think we handled it well. Uh, throughout the regular season, it was tough. And we went through some injuries, which the Packers are known for going through a lot of injuries. But, you know, once it got to the playoffs, 
there was a certain aura and certain um, attitude that swept across the organization, and, and it, it was time to strap in and get going. Now, what are the – I mean, who was leading that team and setting the tone for – the, you know, the ability to go deeper in the playoffs. Was that coming from the coaching staff? Was that coming from the players? Who were kind of the leaders that were pushing in that locker room to keep you guys focused on the Super Bowl prize? Man, well, realistically, for, for our team at that time, it was a player-driven uh, locker room and player-driven team. I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers that just won the MVP. Donald Driver is, is up the list and his, you know, Hall of Fame material as far as, you know, Green Bay Packers are concerned. Um, Charles Woodson's a walking Hall of Famer uh, on the other side of the ball, and you got the Bash brothers and Josh Sitton and and um, and and the rest of the offensive line down there. And so it's like you know, for those guys, you know, the the coaches didn't really have to say much. You know, we learned from those guys and how and they taught us how to train. They taught us how to be, you know, good football players. And and, and realistically, we got a chance to learn from guys that that were the best at, the best at their position at that time. And what do you think, you know, you got a, a pretty good parallel to that Packers team 2011 before you got there, you know, swept through the league 15 and one Aaron Rodgers is the absolute height of his game wins the MVP. You turn over and look at last year's NFL, you had a 14 and two Ravens team that just crushed everybody Lamar Jackson easily wins the MVP, a lot of parallels there. What is what a guy like Lamar Jackson got to do to lead his team as he looks forward to this season? I think for when I'm looking at the game for him, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a walking video game. So he's just got to let the game come to him, you know, approach it the same way how he did last year. Obviously there's going to be some wrinkles in the defense because they got, you know, another year worth of film on them. They can, under, they can understand some tendencies and some weaknesses, but realistically for him, he can change the play with his feet, with his hands, you know, with, with just being a decoy. And, and at the end of the day, he'll have that opportunity this year. And so he just has to let the game come to him and, and, and realistically start to threaten him down the field more. You know, he had a lot of big plays last year with Brown, the rookie out of Alabama. And so it was very, it was very expected for them to, to show up and make big plays. And, and he has to do the same thing this year. I think um, realistically, when I'm looking at the Ravens, uh, the, the big help for Lamar Jackson is the additions that they made on the defensive side of the ball. So it gives them more opportunities to have uh, the football in their hands. So it's, it's going to be looking bright for the Ravens. Yeah, and I mean, same thing going over there at the Chiefs. A lot of parallels there, too. They got their victory. They got their MVP. And Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he's basically the face of the league at this point, don't you think? Right, right. I mean... He can do no wrong at this point, man. He holds the keys to the NFL, and, and, and he's driving them, you know. And the great thing about him is that he has, he has an unbelievable character, unbelievable attitude and approach to the game. And when you see the little clips of him on the sideline, you know, encourages his team, you know, being down 21 or, or being up 14, it's the same type of energy. And so, you know, him having that structure in place, being with a, a, a great organization like Kansas City, having an Andy Reid that's been able to groom, you know, historical quarterbacks in his day, um, having a guy like that to lean on, um, you, you can only hope that he's going to have even more Super Bowls hanging up in his closet. And so I, I think that the future is bright for guys like Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, man. It's crazy to think that these guys are under 25 and, and that we're talking MVPs of the league. Now, that 2012 Packers team you came into, y'all made the playoffs again that year. 
but you ran into Colin Kaepernick in the first round of the playoffs. Dude just sort of blew onto the scene, was running all over people. Who's a guy this year that you're looking at in the quarterbacks out there or a running back or a guy that can have that kind of breakout moment you think this year? Obviously, Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, they already had theirs. Where, where's that next guy that you think makes that leap coming in to one of these teams this season? Um, to be honest with you, it's a guy that's already uh, – he had his rookie year last year, but I think with the guidance and the leadership that has now been placed in front of him, a guy like Dwayne Haskins with the, with the Washington Redskins, having the proper leadership uh, coming from around Rivera and, and a guy that's known to, to, to deal with, with quarterbacks that, uh, that can run and pass and being able to groom them and help bring them along – I think Dwayne Haskins is going to have a, a phenomenal year, um, even with all the, the hectic commotion that's been surrounding the Washington team. Uh, we can't necessarily call them the Redskins anymore, but they're going to be the Washington team. And so uh, that that is, I think, with everything that's going to be going on from the outside, I, I think Dwayne Haskins is going to have a, a, a tremendous focus this year to be able to bring uh, Washington uh, in the fold as far as that NFC East is concerned. All right, that's enough of the past, and let's get into the picks, man. This is cut the check. We need to tell people how they're going to get paid. Sure, yes, We're going to start off with the futures pick for the Super Bowl. So we got a group of leaders out there. Chiefs catching four to one. Ravens catching six and a half to one. Niners and Bucks now at eight to one, and the Saints at nine to one. So that's your favorites. You got five teams out there. When you look at the board. Which one is the one better should be taking a look at? Who should, be, who should we be throwing money down on for this futures pick? Well, for me personally, when I'm looking at these top picks out of the five, you know, obviously a lot of people would, would love to take the Bucks at, at eight, at eight, um, at eight to one. And, and, you know, you got Tom Brady and you got, you know, everything that's going down there, Shady McCoy. And, and, and on paper, it kind of looks like a safe pick. But for me personally, I'm going to go with the with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I have a with 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 this team. I don't I don't see them not getting better. Um, I think that with additions that they had in the backfield this year, as well as on the defensive line, um, you got a guy like Derek Wolf coming in from a Super Bowl team that that he won um, back in 2016. Uh, you got a guy like Calais Campbell, who's a future Hall of Famer on the defensive line. Like these are guys that are going to be able to create more opportunities for the Ravens and um, get them into a lot of uh, third and long situations for them to rush the passing. Their defense was lights out last year with the re-signing of Matthew Judon coming off the edge and, and, and the type of season that he had last year. I think that the Ravens are, are highly favored, man, and I, and I personally want to take them at, at six and a half. Um, All right. You heard it right here. Your Super Bowl favorite pick for the futures bet, Jarrell Worthy says, cut to check. It's going to be the Baltimore Ravens catching 650. Yeah, man. I mean, that's a bet, and I, I definitely mean you got to cut the check. I'm going to cut the check with the Ravens, man. And now the Chiefs, I mean, now if we weren't trying to bet betting odds, would you be taking the Chiefs just as your team to win the Super Bowl? You just don't like the pricing at 400? Or you, you know, really think the Ravens got what it takes to knock them off? Yeah, well, I think for me personally, I, I, it's just really their conference, man. Their conference is highly competitive. Like the Denver Broncos are going to be better this year. The, uh, the, the Las Vegas Raiders are going to be highly motivated this year with a new stadium. Uh, like, you're talking about, you know, a, a defense last year with the L.A. Chargers that was phenomenal. I think, you know, if, at the end of the day, if they can keep some pieces healthy, I, they're going to be contending for this, for this conference as well. And, you know, for me, uh, 
we see we saw last year the Chiefs have an opportunity to really to really they were down a lot and um, they were down a lot and and I guess uh, they were not they they had to come back from twenty one uh, too many times and I think just for me personally that's just gonna that, I don't think that they're, they're gonna be able to have too many opportunities to repeat that. And with them being cap restricted moving forward, it's just going to be tough for them to continuously add the proper free agents for them to, to sustain this type of run. All right. So I look at the Bucks at eight to one, man, and I think they got bit up too far too fast. That's my view of the Bucks. Who knows what that team's going to look like? Tom Brady is almost my age, dude. I'm 47. He's almost my age. I, I, I think they got bit up too quick. It's just too much hype for me. As a relative value trader guy in my life, man, I could not touch that bet. No, I'm not going to take it. I'm, I, I, for me personally, I'm not going to take it. Uh, you know, LaShawn McCoy last year was, was dealing with some injuries. I know that being down there in the Tampa Bay Sun with, a lot, with these guys, uh, with Tom Brady being 43, you got Gronk that's not uh, accustomed to playing a full season. LaShawn McCoy dealing with injuries last year. And realistically, for me, even though they had some, some some good draft picks in the secondary this year, I just don't trust them um, in the defensive backfield this year. Their front seven looks phenomenal. But uh, realistically, if they have to get into a shootout with the New Orleans and, and the Carolina Panthers are going to be a lot better this year, even though they don't have the leadership of Luke Keekley. So I, I don't necessarily like the Bucs, um, you know, going to have a Super Bowl in their own their own their own stadium it's it's very it's a very uh tough thing to do and it, and it hasn't been done in a while so i, I don't necessarily know if i would take the bucks at eight eight uh, eight to one all right we're going to go on to the next group we're going to try to find somebody for you betters out there that are listening for the super bowl future here that's in one of the you know one of a little bit more not that second layer that next tier so we got the packers going off at 1400 and then we got the Bears, Cowboys, Eagles, and Steelers all going off at 15 to 1. If you were looking at that group, Darrell, who's a team that can make some noise in that next tier that you say, hey, you know, at that kind of odds, man, I, I take a flyer. I take a yo on that one. Man, well, I think for me, it, it would have to be the Steelers, man. Um, you know, traditionally, they, they've been competitive in the, in, in the AFC North. Um, you know, they're only competing against at this point in time now uh, the, the Baltimore Ravens for, you know, top of the league. Uh, we don't necessarily know what Baker Mayfield is going to do last year. If he's going to have a great rookie, if he's going to have a great year like he did his rookie year, or is he going to, you know, retract back to the, to the you know, the gunslinger, uh, more picks than touchdowns type of guy that we saw last year. And realistically, you know, Joe Burrow is going to struggle in Cincinnati. You know, he's going to be going up against phenomenal defenses, uh, we don't know what A.J. Green is going to do. Even though he signed this tender, he's dealing with an ankle injury. He might personally try to milk that injury all year just to get the free agency. And so, I, I mean, I like the Steelers, man. I like Mike Tomlin. Uh, I mean, he got he, he was in playoff contention last year with, with, a, with, a, with a quarterback named Ducky Hodges. Like, come on now. You know, if Big Ben comes back in his half of what he is, the Steelers are going to be in contention running that type of offense. Um, James Conner and those guys, they're, they're going to be good on, on, on up front running the football. So I like the Steelers, man. Not going with the Packers where you made the beginning of your career. You're not going to give them at 14 to 1 the better pick. Well, Too I many would have. In that team? Too many I would have. Well, I'm just saying, I, for, for me personally, I love the Packers. I love what they did last year defensively in the free agency. I love, you know, how they brought in the Smith guys and they were able to wreak havoc last year. 
but they did not sign any receivers for Aaron Rodgers. They keep expecting this guy to be Houdini. They don't allow him to go outside and, and, and just, you know, give him just give him one nice target to, you know, to throw to. You know, you had Jimmy Graham, but this is a guy that, you know, Jimmy Graham wasn't a guy that realistically did well when it cold, when it when it really got cold. Like we talking about a Miami hurricane now. It's not necessarily doing well up at Lambeau. And so I mean, they got to give them some guys to throw the football to, man. We we know that defensively they're going to be in the thick of it, but you know, Aaron Jones being the the, the catcher and the runner, like it's definitely it's, it's not going to work out well for him. Now the Packers made the surprise signing and went after Antonio Brown for the back half of the season. Could you see a Packers organization doing something like that, or is that way too crazy for you? Because that would change the math, right? It, it, it definitely would change the math. But I think for me personally, I think they would sign a guy like Josh Gordon before they would sign a guy like Antonio Brown. Um, just given the simple fact, I feel like they would they would have a little bit better way to monitor him, uh, monitor him as opposed to, you know, Antonio Brown. You know, most of his most of his things aren't necessarily meant. Uh, it is mental, but it, it but it was also a pride thing with Antonio Brown. It wasn't always necessarily just about his mental health. Um, Green Bay Packers have a phenomenal organization, so bringing in a guy like Josh Gordon, I think they would help groom him. But, I, I, I mean, if they had a guy like A.B. out there and he was able to, to stay on track and do what he does, man, um, the way they run their offense, I would, I would easily take the Packers over the Steelers. But, you know, as of right now, um, I, I, I want to go with the – I want to go with the Steelers, man. Um, but, you know, uh, I'm, I'm forgetting the Seahawks. Uh, you know, if, they, if I had to give a third dark horse out the corner, you know, Hail Mary throwing, you know, it, it would have to be the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson, MVP-like type of year last year. Um, almost almost 90% uh, completion rate went out the pocket. Like, it's, it's unbelievable what he's able to do with just a few guys, you know, in his stable. So I would have to give, you know, the Steelers or the Seahawks uh, uh, my best bets, my two and three. All right. I like it. Seahawks going off at 1,700. Don't sneak on the uh, – don't sleep on the Tennessee Titans at 2,500, 25 to 1 either. Still got a lot of good pieces over there. But uh, we got to cut the check, baby. You got to go Ravens at plus 6,500, Steelers at plus 1,500. That is the picks. Now, we are going to talk a little bit about our sponsor for today's show. Today's show is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy, a daily sports fantasy and esports app for player props thrive fantasies games are the easiest to play since they only ask you about the superstar players you select five or ten individuals over under prop bets on stats like passing yards in the nfl points scored in the nba and playing a tourney for cash thrive has awarded over one million dollars since launching use promo code btg that's btg for beyond the game and receive an instant $20 match on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download the Thrive Fantasy app or sign up at thrivefantasy.com and prop up today. We're going to talk a little bit here. Bonus talk here. We are going to talk a little bit about the NBA tonight. Tonight's feature game, the Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors. Toronto giving five. They are coming into this game tonight against the Celtics red hot. They won all three games in the bubble, beat the Lakers, the Heat, and Orlando. Celtics, man, it's been a little bit of up and down. They got, they got the big early win. Sorry, they lost their first game in the bubble against the Bucks. came back with a win against the Blazers, got beaten a tight game from the Heat, and then just blew out the Nets the other night. 
who you got here? Toronto giving three points in the bubble against the Boston Celtics. What you thinking tonight? Man, uh, I, I personally, I'm not going to go with Toronto tonight. I'm actually going to take Boston tonight, man, for the upset. I don't think Toronto's going to have an opportunity to stop Jason Tatum. Um, he started out, he started out very, very uh, poorly over the la over the first couple games in the bubble. I think only averaging around like four and a half points. Dude, he put five points up, two for 18 against the Bucs. Guy couldn't hit anything. That's terrible, right? But check this out, man. On August, August 2nd, man, against Portland, drops 34. Uh, against Miami, uh, against Miami, drops 23. And then they blew out the Brooklyn Nets the other night. He drops 19. He's sitting at the rest of the game. He only, he only plays 18 minutes. So understand this, man. This guy's a walking bucket. Um, you know, I like him at the, the over-under right now is 22 and a half points on him. When we're talking about, you know, Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors, this is a playoff type of atmosphere game. I expect Jason Tatum to show up, and I like the Boston Celtics. And the reason why I like the Boston Celtics is because of Marcus Smart guarding Kyle Lowry. And I think that Kyle Lowry has been phenomenal since being in the bubble. He's been lights out. He's been all, all over the place. Um, the over-under on with the assists right now is, is, is six and a half, and I'm actually going to go under on six and a half solely because of Marcus Smart and his defensive pressure and how he's going to be up in his face all game. So I look forward to this matchup, man, and I'm excited. Yeah, so the way Thrive Fantasy works, if you haven't played it, you pick in five different players across different NBA games. So we're focusing in, and then they set over-under prop bets for a couple different players, a couple different stats. So Jason Tatum, over-under, 22-and-a-half. we got Jarrell Worthy taking the over. He says, cut the check. Tatum and the Celtics are going to win it. Lowry, assist over-under. They got it at six-and-a-half. He's saying he's going to go under. He didn't, he didn't do it against either the Lakers or Miami, but he had a great game against Orlando. And then the last over-under from this game that's available on Thrive Fantasy tonight, it's Pascal Siakam, and it's the rebound. So over-under seven and a half rebounds. He had six against both Miami and Orlando, nine in the, tight, in the win over the Lakers. Siakam, seven and a half rebounds, kind of a pick them right here. Man, I'm going to go under on this one just because of the simple fact of the way the offense is running now. Uh, when he had Kawhi Leonard, he was a little bit more on the block situation. But now with Kawhi being out in L.A., he's more on the wing, more perimeter, more three-point shots, um, less chances at offensive rebounds and defensive rebounds as such. So um, I, I'm going to take – I'm going to go under on a seven and a half, but I think he's still going to have a phenomenal game tonight because they, they need him. They need him to score more points than getting rebounds. As long as Jason Tatum doesn't miss 16 shots like he did against the Bucks, ain't going to be that many rebounds for Siakam to haul, uh, hoover up there. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, man, you got a guy like Antetokounmpo. Now I'm just joking. You got a guy like Antetokounmpo on your face, um, you know, uh, and Brooke Lopez down low, man. I mean, Jason Tatum, I mean, anybody will struggle against the Bucks, man. The, the way that they're playing defensively this year, um, they're on a historical run stats-wise, but – I, I still wouldn't put them up there as far as the top defenses at, of all time in the NBA, but they're definitely up there. Absolutely. Well, that is how Thrive Fantasy works, and we are excited to have Thrive as our sponsor for Cut the Check. Again, sign up and use code BTG. Get $20 match on your first $20 deposit with Thrive Fantasy. So that is what we got for this episode. You got the Baltimore Ravens futures pick, 6,500. You got the Steelers catching 1,500. And we're looking for the Celtics to edge out Toronto and Jason Tatum to have a big game tonight. Next episode, Jarrell, we're going to be talking about our futures pick in the NFL for MVP. 
So preview to that. We won't tell you what we're thinking, but we're going to be have to take a hard look at Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, and maybe somebody from that next group. It's going to be a fun one. We appreciate you coming in to talk with us today. We're going to be live every week during the NFL season. We'll get a couple more episodes in here before we roll. Jarrell, what do you think about the season getting started on time? And looking good to you? What are you hearing from guys in the league? Um, realistically, it's 50-50 at the moment. Um, if you still have these big-time players, you know, testing positive for COVID-19, uh, if, if we get a quarterback that tests positive and he's got to be out for two weeks, like think about the strenuous, you know, and, how, and the importance of these games. And so at the end of the day, you know, they're trying to take it day by day. You know, the NFL is a business, and so they're going to move forward with guys that they have. Uh, you know, they'll accept if ratings are down or not, but they're, they're going to cut that check. Those sponsors are going to cut that check. So they want to put them, those players out there on the field, man. And so I definitely think we're going to have a football season. We're going to try to start it on time. And, and they're, they're definitely, those players want to get paid, man. So they definitely want to cut that check this year. And, and if those players go ball, they, they want that money. Well, they are playing that we will be podcasting. So make sure you subscribe, hit that subscribe button, rate our show if you enjoyed it. Follow us at BTG Media Net on Instagram or Twitter or follow Jarrell Worthy on those platforms as well to stay up to date with what we got. If the NFL is rolling each week, we're going to be rolling each week. You'll hear our picks. We'll talk about how we do, and you will get to hear what's going on here on Cut the Check every week. For Brian Zwerner and Jarrell Worthy, we appreciate you joining us. Thank you very much. Yes, sir.